0: absolute sports betting degeneracy
1: hey everybody arch here and oh boy it's time to talk college football once again oh man i'm excited love talking college football i got sex panther what's going on panther Ah, you know, just another day at the
3: office. Uh, This is the day, this is what I look forward to. Like, college football is my game. I love this sport. I love the pageantry. I love everything about it. So I really get super psyched uh, to talk college football. And I really, believe it or not, if if you know him, you don't believe it. But I actually look forward to this time spent with my good friend, Dr. Ernst. We go way back. We're poker buddies, Vegas buddies. And now we're college football podcast buddies. I like Fridays with the
2: good doctor. Ernst, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just excited to be here with with Arch and my good friend uh, Sex Panther talking college football. Ready to go. We got oh, a big man. slate.
1: We do have a big slate. And I'm tired of this <laughs> love fest already. I'm tired <laughs> of this love fest. Ugh. All right, let's get let's get into it. First up, we're gonna to go to Cincinnati. Central Florida, Cincinnati. It opened up with Central Florida minus three. It is now Central Florida minus three and a half.
3: Yeah, so this this kind of game had to be highlighted because it's really a, a big game for both schools. Um you know, with with uh Central Florida, they, they took that tough, tough loss at the you know, early in the season, and they're just kind of Maybe trying to start, you know, their whole new streak over again, but you know, the three and a half really just kind of throws me a little bit. It just seems kind of low, honestly. Cincinnati is a is a good program. Uh, Luke Fickle's got that going the right direction, um, and their only loss, you know, is to the juggernaut uh, over there in Columbus, Ohio State. Um, they've been pretty good, otherwise. That 3.5 is is the one that just I, – I feel like – I just feel like that's a really low number. Um, I'm tempted. I'm really tempted. Friday night football, home field, I'm really tempted to take the Bearcats here. Uh, I'm going to lean Cincinnati with those 3.5. Um, I'm kind of anxious to see what Arch says about the public and the money because I really feel like that number is just kind of low.
2: Yeah, last year, this was the big kind of showdown game. I think both of these teams were actually ranked uh, when this happened, and it was kind of like, well, is Cincinnati going to be the team that finally can beat this overrated UCF team? And then it ended up being this huge letdown because UCF just pounded them. That was in Orlando, though. This one's going to be at Cincinnati, and Cincinnati was picked by some to win this division, actually, this year uh, ahead of UCF. So. Um, look i I think both of these teams uh maybe kind of bet against this year look u c f had Mackenzie milton then they had the guy that I forget his name that came in and backed up McKenzie milton. He ended up getting hurt for the year. They brought in winbush, uh but Winbush couldn't win the job. They ended up going with the true freshman or he might be a registered freshman, regardless he's a freshman, and uh, that's going to catch up to you sooner or later, and it did uh last time out for uh, Uh, for you, uh, well for UCF against Pittsburgh. So in this one, I don't know. It's pretty close. I could see UCF getting it done, but I think there's gonna be some points scored in this game. I'm going to stay off this one.
1: Yeah. Might not be a bad idea to stay off this one. The public is on central Florida. The money's on Cincinnati. So they disagree there. And then the line is getting you know, worse for Central Florida, better for Cincinnati. So we've got the majority money on one side. The line's getting better. The public on the other side, the line's getting worse. This just feels trappy in every way possible, every which way. I, I don't like it. I guess just I would play with the trap. I will lean Central Florida here, but that's not a, a confident lean at all. The total as Ern says is sick it opened at 60 it's 60 and a half now It's trending over public money both on the over. Yeah, both these teams can score that, that that's
3: just an absolute given. Um, you just kind of wonder you know if the defenses show up I the bigger the game and this is a big game for these two schools I actually kind of tend to lean towards the under i'm kind of liking the underplay but i did want to comment something on on what um earn said you know he he kind of nitpicked if you will a little bit at gabriel that the quarterback for central florida that loss to pittsburgh is not on him that defense gave up 35 points 34 points should be enough to win you most football games the kids thrown 14 touchdowns and two picks i'm not really gonna hang him on that loss he's performed very well this season
2: yeah no I I I agree with that and uh it probably wasn't on him um just actually kind of looking into this game I saw him make some really incredible passes he was getting a lot of hype I don't know how that can continue uh for a freshman quarterback so in this particular game uh, that's a concern Pittsburgh I don't think it was his fault to be honest yeah
1: okay what we got next We got Boston College at Louisville. Boston College opened up as a four and a half point dog. Louisville, obviously, a four and a half point favorite. And now it is Louisville minus five and a half.
2: Hey, this is your game, Doctor. Take it. Yeah, this one's just a a lean for me, kind of in the BC direction. Uh, I think this one, you know, may have been fed up a little bit uh, Mm. off the opening number, just based on Satterfield, uh, the new coach coming in from uh, Appalachian State. He's got a nine and one ATS record off of a buy, and I think that stats out there, and I think people are loving it, kind of hitting that button there. Um, otherwise, I'm kind of surprised to see this line move. Boston College has looked fine offensively; they looked fine against a decent Wake Forest defense last week. The Qu- quarterback Brown, he's kind of hit or miss. So as long as he doesn't make too many mistakes, um, I'm going to lean BC in this one. Okay.
3: Yeah, I'm just kind of looking this one over a little bit. You know, Boston College, they're going to get known this year for that ass whooping they took to the Jayhawks at home, and I think that maybe even influences the line a little bit. But really, when you look at Louisville, outside of that opening uh, game loss to Notre Dame, they've actually played pretty well. Um, they, they destroyed Eastern Kentucky. Um, they, they took care of Western Kentucky, and they were in that game. They were very competitive with a, a down florida state team this is two teams i mean they're they're really not very good but louisville has just shown to me they've shown more upside they're way better than they were last year um being at home against a very mediocre boston college team i'm not gonna bet this game kind of like i don't bet losing teams in baseball i'm not gonna bet losing teams in louisville and i think these are not very good teams but i will lean the cardinals here
1: Hmm. Public and money are both on Boston College, and the line's getting worse for Louisville, better for them. A little trappy, a little trappy. Well, right out of the gate. Two for two. You know what? I'm gonna I'll just I'm gonna lean Louisville here. I'm gonna I'm not gonna jump into the trap like Ernst. So <laughs> the total in this one is 60 and a half, down from 61. <clears throat> Money's on the over, public is on the under. So something to keep an eye on. Earned, are
2: these offensive powerhouses? Money on the over, public on the under, you say? Yes. Yeah, I mean, BC's got a pretty good offense. So, you know, hey, if – I I would agree with the line move. I would agree with the over. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take it, but if I had to go one way, I'd probably lean over.
1: All right. Next up, we got Texas at West Virginia. The Longhorns play the second worst team in the Big 12. Uh, the line <clears throat> opened up Texas minus 11 and a half versus Virginia plus plus eleven and a half, and a half. Now it is Texas minus 10 and a half.
3: Yeah, so I jumped on this game really, at, you know, first inclinations like Texas minus 10 and a half at West Virginia. Like I'm all over that, but. The more I look into it, the more I think about it. This really feels kind of trappy. West Virginia, I don't think, is very good. They they struggled against James Madison. They got destroyed by Missouri. Um, they beat a down North Carolina State team, and they beat you know Kansas by five points, but just not a lot there. Texas has has been really good. Um, you know they they lost that game at home against LSU. You don't lose anything on that. They beat a very, very good Oklahoma State team a couple weeks ago. So, for me, the 10-and-a-half really feels kind of trappish because on the surface I feel like Texas should just absolutely destroy West Virginia. Aylinger um, has been, as advertised, 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, one interception. Um, the running game is there with Ingram. I don't know. I, I kind of really can't wait to hear what you say, Arch, about this this – money in public but even if it is a trap i'm jumping on the longhorns i'm taking texas minus the 10 and a half Ersk- yeah i can
2: never i can never go too hard against uh taking texas uh with Allinger at qb because he's he's pretty good but i don't know this one just kind of feels a little bit weird it's going at west virginia i don't think there's anything personal Uh, with these coaches here, like, hey, Texas is really amped up to go play against West Virginia, Um, although maybe there is because uh, West Virginia um, beat Texas last year. So maybe there is, but, um, you know, it's just they have Oklahoma on deck. That's the big game, and uh, going into West Virginia is never easy. Neil Brown's a good coach, so I'm staying off of it.
1: Yeah, you know, we're three for three on trap games so far. Yeah, public and money are both solidly on Texas. And the line's getting better for them. It's getting worse for West Virginia. So it's a trap. There must be some sharp money coming out on West Virginia. I don't know. Do those coal miners have sharp money? I'm not sure. But you know what? (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm going to bet West Virginia plus 10 and a half. The total in this one opened at 60. It's 61 now. So it's trending over. Public and money are both on the over. 61.
0: You gotta think the higher the,
1: the higher the total, the less likely it is that West Virginia is gonna cover. I don't think they can hang with them that much.
3: That's and that's R2-D. what I'm thinking. I don't I don't like that. I, I I see Texas scoring, you know, 35, 40 points here. I just don't see West Virginia staying within 10 of that.
2: I I I'm noticing a pattern here. I don't know if anyone else is, but Arch, just with maybe a strategy coming into the year of betting against Texas every game. Uh. <laughs>
1: What? <laughs> it's not that I don't trust you guys who picked them to win the Big 12.
2: Oh. It's not that they I don't will trust you Big guys 12. at all. They will we'll, we'll win the Big 12. Okay. beating and anyway. Big 12 championships next week. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I think it is. All right. Next up, we got Purdue at Penn State. Uh, it opened at 24, and then it just exploded. Penn State minus 24 is where it opened. It's 28 and a half now. Penn State minus 28 and a half. We're week six. We're not supposed to see these spreads anymore.
2: Yeah, Jake Spanth, are you on this one? No, this is yours, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think uh, Purdue is like a a horrible team. Uh, The line uh, opened, I think, pretty low, right? I might have missed it there, but 24, 25 points or so. It's been, been moved up. Look, uh, produced shorthanded, no doubt. Uh, they're going to be without uh, their quarterback, Sindelar. They're going to be without wide receivers, Moore and Sparks. Uh, those are the, pretty much their top two. And they've got a couple running backs that have been out all year. On the defensive side of the ball, they're without Marcus Bailey for the rest of the year. He's their best player on defense. And Lorenzo Neal, the defensive tackle, still hasn't played. Other than that, they're perfectly healthy. Um <laughs> You know, I snagged uh, I snagged it up uh, already at uh, 28, 28 and a half is even better. Um, you know, as far as Penn State is concerned, I think they're really good. I think no doubt they have a chance to win a Big Ten, especially with the way uh, a couple t- division teams uh, from, from my home state of Michigan have looked. Um, but let's talk about that Maryland game for Penn State last week just real quick. The game was a blowout, and I followed these games between Franklin and, and uh, Franklin at Penn State going against Maryland. He doesn't have a warm spot in his heart for Maryland. He was the coaching waiting at Maryland at one point in time, and some stuff went down. Uh, he ended up going on to Vanderbilt, but he does not like Maryland, and uh, it's like one of his goals every year is just to beat Maryland by as much as he can possibly beat him by. So this isn't Maryland. This is Purdue. Uh, there's not the, the bad blood here. Uh, the, the the quarterback, Plummer, he's already played a couple games. He had to play against TCU and Minnesota. And uh, I think Brom will have him uh, ready to play here. 28 and a half is too much. So I'm going with Purdue.
3: Yeah, I, I, I looked at this one. I I just didn't have a good feel, and I, I stayed off of it. And I'm still going to stay off of it. The things that, that stand out to me, Penn state has given up no more than 13 points in any one of their four games. That's the most. So they're bringing a very, very stout defense, you know, to the table and they can score. The only, the only game that they actually struggled to score was that pit game. Uh, That was a 17 to 10 game. Outside of that, they put up 45 points or more in the other three games. Purdue's defense has not been very good. They gave up 34 to Nevada 38 to Minnesota, 34 to TCU. They're giving up a shit ton of points. I'm going to lean Penn State here because Purdue's defense does not look very good. I'm going to lead Penn State to cover the 28 and a half.
1: Wow. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Public and Money are both on Penn State. Pretty heavy. And the line you know, reflects that. It moved significantly. I don't really have a feel for this one. I'm not going to touch it. The total opened up 54, and it shot up to 56 now. It's trending over with the public and the money both on the over. So if you believe in what Earns is saying, I like the under here. It's got to be an ugly game. If you believe Sex Panther, I still like the under. <laughs> I like the under here. I don't know about you guys. I'm
3: not really touching the over or under here, but I think it's, I think Penn State wins this comfortably.
1: Okay. Next up, we're going to go Tulane Army. Tulane opened up as a one-point favorite, and now they are a two and a half-point favorite to Army.
2: I saw a three out there this morning. uh Oh, so, look! I admittedly don't uh, necessarily—it's not my forte—figuring out the option teams uh, like uh, Army, uh, but Tulane's uh, a loaded team this year. They have what it takes to win the AAC. I thought it was going to be them or Houston at the beginning of the year, and they kind of came back from the depths last week or last out uh, to kind of pull off a miracle against Houston. They're coming off a bye, and it was actually a Thursday night game, so it's even more. So they've got the personnel to stop the option. Uh, it's a good defensive line. Tulane's already had to play Auburn and Houston, and they dominated FIU. It was a, FIU was a, a darling uh, this year at the beginning of the year, and, and they thoroughly dominated them. But Jeff Munkin, not at all pleased with his team's performance against Morgan State, but the quarterback Hopkins was out last game. So they're off a bye as well. I think if you're looking at Army, you're looking at them because of they almost beat Michigan in the big house. Um, but uh, I think Tulane's too talented. I'm taking Tulane plus the points.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised when Arch talks about this game if he comes out and says it's a trap. It feels so trappy that I feel like this should be Tulane, you know, minus ten. Um, they they get better recruits, they get better talent. Um, you know, they went toe to toe with Auburn, and and that 24 to six is actually a really respectable score because Auburn is a really good team. Um, I agree with I agree with the doctor here that maybe Army's going to love for that Michigan game, but I don't, I just, I just don't see, I, I get it. The triple options, they give uh, teams trouble. You know, they, they, they did fine against Rice, San Antonio, Morgan state, but Tulane just gets better athletes, better, better recruits. I, I feel pretty comfortable taking Tulane minus two and a half here.
1: Yeah, it, it is trap. It's trappy, I should say. It, you know, the public and the money are both on Army pretty pretty solidly. And uh, the line's getting better for them. It's getting worse for Tulane. So, yeah, I, I see no reason to disagree with you guys. I'm going to jump on that and gonna take Tulane minus the points, just based on that alone. I think Ernst is probably right. I think the public and the money are just
2: remembering what Army almost did. So, I, well, yeah, uh, and they had a pretty good 11-1 season last year, too. So they're still coming off that.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. So I like Tulane minus the points here. It opened at 45. It shot down to 43 with the public and the money on the under. So, every, it looks like everybody's expecting a low-scoring game. I don't. But you think it's
2: over? Yeah, uh, I'll lean over. I'm not going to bet it at this point, but uh, yeah, too much, right. too, too much offensive firepower on both uh, sides here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. But based on the line and where they got the over/under, you're looking at a 24 to 20 game thereabouts. I'm with I'm with Doctor. I think I like the over
1: there too. Okay, leaning the over. Gotcha. And next up, we're going to look at Baylor and K State. It opened up with K State minus two, and now it's K State minus one.
2: Yeah, Bay- Baylor played last week against what should be a pretty stout defense in in Iowa State. They won that game. I think the K-State defense should be another pretty good defense. I'm not sure if it's as good as Iowa State or not, but uh, still probably pretty good. Um, So you got to factor in as far as K-State. They played Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State had a backup uh, QB. And then with Oklahoma State last time out, Oklahoma State had to reshuffle their offensive line because of a couple injuries. So I'm wondering if Kansas State just got a couple – couple breaks uh, defensively right there in those two games. They held uh, Oklahoma State to 26 points, uh, but it was a reshuffled offensive line. Gundy certainly seems to think that, that Kansas State defense is one of the best in the Big 12, though. so um, We talked about briefly on the thread, uh, Kansas State, I think Arch was trying to get me to sign off on the Kansas State side. Uh, I wasn't going to do it, because I think Oklahoma State has a pretty good offense, but Look, I think if, if, if we'd have known that uh, Kansas or that Oklahoma State was only going to score 26, we'd have both gone on the K-State side. Um, mm-hmm. Kansas State's offense has been surprisingly not a juggernaut since they stepped <laughs> up in the grass. The first two games they played cupcakes, the offense looked great. Then they played Mississippi State and uh, uh, Oklahoma State. I would have expected a little bit more offensive production against Oklahoma State. Uh, they are without Malik Knowles. He's a playmaker. I don't think he's going to be back this this week, but he might. And uh, I would lean Baylor. What's the line you have right now on this march?
1: I'm sorry. It's uh, Baylor plus one and plus <clears throat> one and a half. K-State minus it, one and a half.
2: It was Baylor plus four at one point. Oh, was I it plus four? At, hmm. at one point it was. I would have taken Baylor plus those points. Uh, it should be a pretty close game, though. I'm going to probably stay off of it, though.
3: Stay off of, this is, this is your game. I, I, I wanted, I looked at this game and I was like, man, I, I always try to keep mine within 10 games. This was on the brink, but I'm glad you chose it. Baylor, my thing with Baylor is they're really kind of untested. Iowa State is the best team that they've played. You know, they beat Rice, they beat San Antonio, everybody beat San Antonio, Stephen F. Austin, there's, there's nothing there. K-State, you know, the Mississippi State win, we kind of give that a quality win because it's SEC, but I'm not big on Mississippi State. But Oklahoma State is a really, really good team. That, that is a good – I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going 9-3, and 10-2 uh, when when it's all said and done. The big – for me, Kansas State, this is just a watch, right? This is the first year with the North Dakota State coach, and I think he's going to start getting his recruits in there, getting his players in there. And the fact that he's doing what he's doing – now with this team, um, really really impresses me. They've got a pretty solid defense. You know, when you hold Oklahoma State to twenty six points, that that's really good because Oklahoma State puts up fifty damn near on a weekly basis. The one and a half, I don't know. I I, I don't think this is a trap. I think there's just too much uncertainty about both teams. But I like K State at home. I'm I'm trusting. That defense, and I really just don't feel like Baylor's done anything to warrant really picking them. This is kind of a long shot. I don't I admittedly don't know a lot about either one of these teams, but I do like that coach at K State. I'm gonna I'm learning my lesson from the NFL game last night. I'm in this game because that damn half a point screwed me yesterday. I'll take K State on the money line.
1: All right. Public public is on K State. Money is on Baylor, so the line is seemingly moving in the right direction. No problems there. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a great feel for this one. I, I would probably lean Baylor just to jump on with the money, but I don't have a hard a hard opinion. It opened at 51.5. It's 49 now with public and money both on the under. So that's moving in the right direction. All right, next up we got OSU, Texas Tech. Oklahoma State opened up as an eight and a half point favorite and looks like they're right about 10 points now.
2: Yeah, yeah. this is. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. It. Take it, Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Texas Tech uh, quarterback Bowman, uh, he's out with a uh, shoulder injury. Uh, that's left uh, Texas Tech up to a couple of backups. Uh, We just talked about the Oklahoma State defense uh, playing relatively well so far. Um, i got to believe that the two quarterbacks for Texas Tech are going to have a little bit easier time this week with Oklahoma State's defense than they had with Oklahoma last week. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-tempo sort of offense for Texas Tech. Maybe we get one of those uh, Big 12 shootouts um, or showdowns now that they call them. Um, I'm kind of liking the over 64 here, and uh, Texas Tech might get uh, a wide receiver back, Seth Collins, and that maybe can provide a little boost for him. So, yeah, I I'll, I'll like the over.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm probably you know compared to you two, I'm probably way higher on the Cowboys than most people. I, I we just got done talking about Oklahoma State in the previous game, I really like Mike Gundy's team this year. They're battle-tested. They went toe-to-toe with Texas, could have won that game, um, taken on a very good Kansas State team last week, took care of business there. Texas Tech, you know, their two wins are basically against nobody's: so Morgan State and UTEP, and, yes, they won them convincingly, but they they got doubled up at Arizona. They got destroyed by Oklahoma. I really don't think this is even a ten-point game. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing something. But man, this this just has to me has blowout written all over it. I'm I'm all over the Oklahoma State Cowboys here.
1: Yeah, public and money agree with you. Uh, they're both on uh, Oklahoma State, and so the line's moving in the right direction. No indication of a trap. Yeah, I kind of like I like Oklahoma State here too. I think I'm going to pull the trigger and bet them the over. I can get you a 63 earns. The total yes. Take it. Yeah, take it. Public and money are both on the over. 63 is right there. All right, Kent State, Wisconsin. It's uh, another absurd line that we shouldn't be seeing. It opened up with Wisconsin minus, looks like 36 and a half, and now it's Wisconsin minus 35.
3: You know, when I first saw this game, I was, you know, kind of thinking, uh, maybe, maybe, Kent State, you know, they can they can hang with Wisconsin a little bit. And then I went and looked at their record, who they've played, and, what I mean, Kent State's just bad. They're, this is just a bad team. Um, and Wisconsin, you know, they, they struggled a little bit against Northwestern, but despite Northwestern's record, that's not a bad team. Pat Fitzgerald, you know, has them ready. They just don't get the recruits um, because of being such an academic school. And – uh, they're they're battling a bunch of injuries. Um, but look, I like. I know it's a big line, but man, I think Wisconsin. This is just one of the foot stomping, kick the shit out of you know little guy. I, I think Wisconsin takes care of business here. I'm all over the Badgers.
2: I'm leaning the uh, Kent Kent State Golden Flashes here. The flash fast, flash fast offense. Uh, look, they played uh, Auburn, and I was actually surprised. I it worried. When I saw the Kent State-Auburn game, I actually got a little bit worried about Auburn. Um, I was surprised by how good Kent State looked. Wisconsin's not as good as Auburn. Um, yeah, I'm going to lean Kent State here. Uh, as far as the total is concerned, I think there may be a little bit of weather in the area in Madison tomorrow, which would have me off any kind of over-under there
1: all right uh let's see what is that total the total there is nine and a half, up from fifty seven doesn't look like <laughs> anyone's worried about that
2: yeah i would agree with the the over move there um yeah. so as long as the weather's not bad uh, you know i kind of agree with that because i think kent state probably gets some points on the board okay i think, I think an overrated wisconsin defense wow
1: okay and um, uh, let's see i know uh <laughs> that's, horrible. that's horrible. It's like it's a jab it is a jab. Yeah. Let's see. Public and money are both on Wisconsin. Lines getting better for them. Lines getting worse for Kent State. Looks like a trap. I'm going to take the tra- I am going to take it. Give me Kent State plus the points. Yes. I can't I'm I'm gonna gonna bet it. it. I can't I can't jump into a trap like that. I know Sex Panthers saying Wisconsin's gonna go through them like the National Guard,
2: but I just can't do it. I'm um, taking that game as well. It is a full-fledged bet now that I have arches oh, numbers. Oh, okay. I feel confident.
3: God, I don't think you guys were separated at birth.
1: <laughs> All right. Virginia Tech at Miami. It opened up with uh, Hurricanes minus 13, and now they're minus 14. I think this is the one I highlighted, right? Could be. All right, the public is on VaTech plus the points, and the money is on Miami minus the points. So they're disagreeing there. When public and money disagree, I tend to go with money. What do you think? Hurricanes minus 14? There is there a shot?
2: Uh, I tend to go with the public. Very, I very seldom go with the public there. I think Virginia yeah. Tech gets it uh, done uh, at some point, and this might be it. And, I mean, what are I'm kind of surprised at this, but look, Miami Central Michigan. I didn't watch that one yet, but what happened there? Was that like a four point game? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. So, what what did Wisconsin and Central Michigan do? What was that like a fifty point game? <laughs> so, I didn't
1: I didn't go back to look at that score so. and <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm uh, I'm leaning V T here with the public, which is very Ooh, rare. With the public? Which is very rare. Yeah, so, so
3: Tech has a few uh, extra days to get ready for this game after that ass whooping they took by Duke. Uh, I'm pretty sure you took VaTech Tech in that game, too, and that was it just did not go very well. I don't like this game. I don't like either team. Miami, you know, they lost tough contests to Florida and North Carolina, and then, you know, they, they smacked around, you know, Bethane-Cookman, whatever, and struggled against Central Michigan. I, I don't like Miami. I really don't like Virginia Tech. Um, I would probably lean Tech with the points, but I'm really off this game. I don't like it at all.
1: Yeah, I'm forced to lean here, I'm gonna, but I'm going to lean Miami. Just because. Just because. Just cause. I just can't do it. I can't do what Earns does and, and just jump on in bed with the public. I, I can't do it. So I'm this leaning the crazy. Hurricanes minus the points. But this is not a bet. Not by any stretch.
2: This is going way over the total
1: let open at 49. It's 46 and a half now with everybody in the world on the under. You like the over?
2: Love it. Ooh. You going to bet it? You just love it. Bet the over. Bet the over.
3: All right. Yep. right. I'm leaning. I'll lean the under because I think they're two really inept offenses.
1: <laughs> okay. Got gotcha. you. All right. Next up, we got Troy at Missouri. Troy opened up as twenty. Five and a half point underdogs to the Tigers, and now it is twenty-five even.
3: You know, there was a time where Troy was actually one of those thorn in the asses to um, the, the juggernauts. The, the, the Troy team could really annoy you know especially those southern schools they they play the sec teams all the time they like those big fat paychecks um, but they're they're not quite as good as they've been in the past and you know missouri if it wasn't i'm going to beat on this all season as long as they keep winning if it wasn't for that opening not our opening weekend loss at wyoming we would be talking about missouri i think they're a top 15 team Um, This team is really good. They can put up points. Um, I'm going to keep pointing out they got Kelly Bryant who came over from Clemson. Uh, He is a big time quarterback playing in a very offensive system. And lo and behold, Missouri learned how to play defense. They only gave up 14 to South Carolina, um, shut out Southeast Missouri, only gave up seven to West Virginia. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Maybe I'm the only one that's even tapping Missouri here. But I love the Tigers. I, I like what they're doing. I really hate that they lost that Wyoming game, um, but I they take care of Troy by the twenty-five points. I'm taking the Tigers
2: here. Yeah, do they does Troy annoy uh, the Southern uh, SEC teams or Nebraska because <laughs> they beat Nebraska last year? Anyways, I'm with <laughs> this game.
1: Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, the money is on Troy. The public is on Missouri. And yeah, the line. So the line is technically moving in the right direction. It's following the majority of the money. I don't really have a feel for this. I'm going to have to sit this one out. I don't have a lean on this one. I guess I would lean Troy with the money, but yeah, just whatever. 63 is where it's opened for the total. It's 66 now. Everybody on the over, Panther. I would probably take the under here. Oh, okay.
3: okay.
1: Next up, Arizona at Colorado. Arizona opened up as a three-point dog, Colorado three-point favorite, and now it is Colorado minus four.
2: Yeah, the opener uh, a little bit lower than that. Uh, the, the status of uh, J.J. Taylor and uh, Tate, Tate, uh, still unknown, uh, and that's probably why um, – Tate uh, didn't play against UCLA. That was a very late scratch, both uh, him and J.J. Taylor, uh, two hours prior to the game, which is why uh, that was kind of a tough break for a couple of uh, the guys on the podcast last week um, because Arizona probably (laughs) presumably would have covered if uh, J.J. Taylor and Tate would have played. But, uh, look, uh, the status of uh, wide receiver Chenault and uh, defensive tackle Mustafa Johnson for Colorado is a game sign time decision as well. I think all four of those players are going to play, but I I can see why the the betters would consider Tate's absence uh, a little bit more. That's probably why you had a line shift there. Um, At the start of the year, I thought Arizona would have a really, well, a decent defense, at least. They played Hawaii, and it was not, uh, I was surprised they weren't better. Uh, But since then, the defense has actually looked pretty good. They shut down Texas Tech. They shut down UCLA. Uh, Arizona offense has not been great. And they lack any, any, any type of big-time skill players at the wide receiver position. Uh, Colorado has a ton of skill players, even without uh, LaVisca Chenault. Um, I'm not convinced on the Colorado defense, especially if Mustafa Johnson happens to be out. I'm going to lean Arizona plus the points, even with the uh, true freshman, Gunnell, on the road at quarterback.
3: Yeah, I gotta be honest. I don't. I don't really have a good feel for this game. Um, I, you know, I thought after Arizona opened the season losing to Hawaii, I was just gonna write them off. But look, Hawaii is not bad. They're four and one with their only loss being to um, the Washington Huskies. So that loss actually doesn't look as bad anymore. Um, you know, they they they're really struggling offensively. I think Arizona's defense is is very legit, but they're really struggling offensively. Um, The big thing here for me is Colorado uh, is, you know, two weeks to prepare for this game. Um, They beat, you know, a a pretty decent Arizona State team uh, at Arizona State. Losing to Air Force Academy. Anytime you lose to the the triple option teams, you just – You just don't know they're they're such wild cards they're they're hard to prepare for and you only get to prepare for them once nobody else plays that so i'm kind of dismissive of that i think i'm gonna lean colorado here but i really don't have i think there's a very even game i i don't have a great deal for this game
1: the money is on arizona and the public is on colorado the line's getting better for Arizona. It's getting worse for the for the for Rockies. Jesus, for the Buffaloes. Good God. Uh, <laughs> so, man, I, it, it kind of trappy. Kind of trappy. Might be it might be a good Colorado play here if you, you know, uh-huh. if you like the trap.
2: I'm going to come in on Arizona in this game. Actually, you're changing from a lean to a bet. Yeah. Oh, look at that! He doubles <laughs> down. He doubles down. So it's too many points for for Colorado.
1: The total here is something I'm much more interested in. It opened at 63. I'm showing 62 and a half. So it's trending under. The public is on the over. The money is on the under.
2: Yeah, freshman uh, QB and then, uh, well, you know, J.J. Taylor and uh, Tate uh, being out and Lavisca Chenault possibly being out. It's probably why the money's coming in on the under in that one.
1: You think, what do you think? Is it an
2: underplay? You're not touching it probably not touching it because i don't don't trust colorado's defense yeah okay
3: yeah i don't don't trust i don't trust arizona's offense so i would probably come in and the uh, you're kind of looking for both teams to get into the 30s and and i just don't i just don't know if arizona can get there um and then offensively and i don't know if colorado can get there because of arizona's defense i would probably go with the under myself
1: yeah all right Cal at Oregon. That's what we're looking at next. It's an 18-point spread. Oregon minus 18. Cal plus 18. That's where it's at. Opened and closed. 18.
2: That's you, Doc. That's me, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I just got a little bit here. Garber's uh, looks like he's going to be out. I guess there's still a slight chance. They haven't released information on that, but uh, he's probably going to be out. Without him, I got to lean towards Oregon, and uh, the over-under here seems low for some reason, extremely low, and uh, I'm wondering if Oregon gets it going. i would probably lean over in the game as well. Yeah, little the little interesting
3: football. thing about Oregon is when we think about the Oregon Ducks, we go all the way back to the Chip Hilly days of scoring 60 and 70 points a game, but the fact is Oregon has an outstanding defense. Even in the game they lost to Auburn, they – he held Auburn to 27 points. That's the most points they've given up. Matter of fact, the the three games combined, they didn't give up 27 points. Six, three, and six. Um, so Oregon's defense is probably the reason, or part of the reason, that that over under is such a low number. Um, you know, I, I like Oregon to win this game. I think it's almost damn near a guarantee. But 18 points is such a big number. Um, Cal can show up. They they can put up some points, but against that defense, I don't trust them to do it. I'm leaning Oregon, but I'm pretty much kind of off this game, really.
1: Bold statement from Sex Panther. An 18-point favorite is probably going to win the game.
3: I mean, I'm I'm not going to money line it either. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know much about these guys. I'm going to have to lay off the spread, but the total does interest me because it's 46 <laughs> is where it opened. 46 and a half now, trending over with the public and the money on the under. Looks like a little trappy. So, yeah, I like earns here. I'm going to I'm gonna jump on the over here. I like that. All right. All right. Washington, Stanford, next up. Uh, Washington opened up, opened up as a 15-point favorite, and now they are minus 16 against Stanford.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would lean. Here. Yeah. I'd, I'd lean here towards uh, Stanford. Just, it's just a lean. I I didn't get to see Washington play last time out. Uh, just still wondering if their defense is just a touch uh, overrated at this point. Stanford still has a good quarterback, so it's at Stanford. Maybe they can keep it a little bit closer than this number.
3: Uh, yeah. I, I, I honestly think this might be Shaw's last season. They're, He's not. It's he hard to bring in the recruits at a, an academic school like Stanford. Um, he's really probably overperformed, um, you know, being in the Pac-12 and, and given what he's had over the year. But they don't have an Andrew Luck. They don't have a, a Christian McCaffrey. They just they don't have that. And you know, the sixteen points, it, it's kind of just like right there. Um, I maybe they keep it that close, but I don't, I don't have a good feel for this game. I'm just going to be
1: off of it. Yeah. It's uh public on Washington money on Stanford and the line is getting better for Stanford. So it's a little trappy here. I think it's Washington or bust here. That's the play in my mind. I'm not, but I'm not going to bet it. I don't, I don't know enough. So I'm off this game. 50 is where it opened. Total wise. It's up to 52 with the money on the over and the public on the under. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's an overplay, right? No. Uh, I, I
3: would, I would, if I were gonna bet it, I'd probably bet the over. Yeah. but I
1: don't, I don't either. It's all about this game. I don't, I don't really like it. All right, let's move on. Iowa at Michigan. Iowa opened up plus five, Michigan minus five, and now it is Michigan minus three and a half.
3: Look, I don't know how many times I got to bring this up. We don't say that word, okay? It's just, it's a bad word. We just, it's Michigan, it's the whores of Ann Arbor, it's something other than giving them credit for each. One. The team up north, something. Just stop saying that word. I I've never been a believer in Iowa. I, I Kurt Franz has been getting I don't know if I'm gonna call it love, but a lot of credit for being mediocre for over a decade. I'm their record, yeah, they're four and oh, but I haven't beaten anybody. Um, I just I don't like Iowa. This is typical of the Wolverines, right? They they shit the bed in the game early in the season, and then middle of the season, they just kind of tend to get things together. Um, you know, obviously looked fantastic against Rutgers. I, I think being a home I just – yeah, I don't love I, – I don't like that hook, to be honest. I'd almost buy it down. I hate taking the maize and blue, but to me it's the only play here. I, I will take the Wolverines. Wow. and a three and a half. Hmm.
2: Wow. I, should we I'm all hurt. take it? Then? I'm, hurt. I'm actually, hurt. Actually betting on the Wolverines. Uh, I can't figure this game out. I'm going to be off of it. Um, Iowa's had a pretty good offensive line. Michigan was supposed to have a pretty good offensive line. Iowa's getting their best offensive lineman back, who hasn't even played really yet this year. So, uh, I'm, I'm off. Uh, but I, I kind of I'm, I'm looking towards the over. In this.
1: Yeah, I am too. Uh, but real quick, public and money are both on Iowa, so the line is absolutely moving in the right direction. Sex Panthers bet Michigan. I'm on the other side. Then give me Iowa plus the points. Just hundred percent, hundred percent. You're gonna get burned for betting Michigan. I hope so. <laughs> but
3: they, a, if they lose, that's a win.
1: <laughs> yeah, but forty-seven and a half is where the total opened. It's forty-seven and a half now with the public and the money on the under. Yeah, man, Lovely over when that that line is not moving at all with with both people, public and money on the on one side. So I like the over here an awful lot.
2: Okay. You gonna bet it, Ernst? Over? Yeah,
1: Let's do it. So, sundance? We're going to jump over
2: the cliff. Yeah, we'll take the over. All right.
1: Northwestern at Nebraska. Uh, Northwestern opened as a six and a half point dog. Nebraska opened as a six and a half point favorite. And now Sex Panther's favorite team in uh, the nation is a seven and a half point favorite.
2: Yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. Uh, you on this one, Sex Panther?
3: No, it's you, but he he calls me out like that. I feel like I need to talk. But go ahead. Give me some insight because I really wasn't on this game. You
2: you have laid low on Nebraska. I got to give you that um, so far this year. I agree with the line move here at open six and a half. I wish I'd gotten it then. I'm not sure Nebraska – well, it probably was pretty bad against Ohio State uh, last week. But, um, you know, Martinez threw three picks uh, in the first half of that game. Um, the Wisconsin-Northwestern game last week was a deceiving final score in a lot of ways. Uh, first of all, it was a 24-3 to game in the fourth quarter, um, so, you know, wasn't even close. Uh, then there was a, a muff, muffed punt, uh, a Northwestern TD, then an onside kick recovery, then another TD. Uh, so very misleading from that. Also, offensively, Wisconsin didn't do a whole lot. 13 first downs, 243 total yards. Uh they got 14 of their 24 points on a fumble six and a pick six. So uh I think uh you know, it's worth bringing up the the game last year in Evanston uh these two teams. Uh, this was an epic choke job by Nebraska last year. It's one of the reasons why Frost at Nebraska is getting that reputation for a guy who's just can't close a game and 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 you know, he's going to blow games that because of this game last year um, I just remember not the specifics of it it's going to be worse than I remember it but Clayton Thorson I think in the very back of his his end zone almost stepping on the end line having to go 98 yards with no timeouts and a minute left uh, they got the touchdown drove the whole way down the field two personal foul penalties Then they had to get the two-point conversion. They got that, and then they went out and beat Nebraska in overtime. Uh, So just an epic choke job last year. Um, Northwestern is not good uh, offensively at the skill positions this year. And uh, the wide receiver, their best one from last year, Speronic, he looks like he's going to be out. So I think Nebraska rolls. I'll take the hook. Uh, Nebraska minus 7.5. Hopefully they don't choke again and, and blow the game.
1: All
3: right. Be tough for them to choke against Northwestern. They've just, you know, offensively, they've just been completely inept. Uh, seven points against Stanford, 10 points against Michigan State, 15 points uh, against Wisconsin. They're just, offensively, they're challenged. Um, Hunter Johnson, under 50% completion, one touchdown, four picks. Like, they're just. And then the big thing for me was I talked about him, you know preseason, but he's just been banged up and injured. Is is Isaiah Bowser, um, the sophomore, he just has not been healthy. They can't get him going. They've had questions, you know, quarterback Johnson wasn't the starter when the season started, so you know, Northwestern is just they're just really in a bad way. Um, you know, Nebraska, look, I know you guys like to beat up on. Me. I'm a believer in Scott Frost. I think he'll get this program going, but he's only. In his second year, he's still doing the rebuilding um, of of Nebraska. But this game, yeah, I, I agree with the doctor here that Nebraska should take this one pulling away. Uh, I will take the Cornhuskers minus the touchdown and a hook if I have to.
1: You have to. Uh, Public and money are both on Northwestern. Line's getting better for them. Line's getting worse for Nebraska. So I like it. I like it an awful lot. Let's. We, I think we got to kiss the death here. We're going to kiss the death in Nebraska Cornhuskers. Right. Wow, this doesn't happen very often. Not and very often.
2: often.
1: No, no. And uh, i it worries me that we're putting our faith into Scott Frost's hands. Because his, <laughs> repu- his reputation is well-earned, Earns that you hinted at. It's well-earned. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, the, by the way, the total in this is 49, down from 50 with everybody on the under.
2: Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That much and- offensively for Northwestern so far. Yeah, Yeah, Northwestern's
3: got a pretty stout defense and a pretty inept offense. So unless Nebraska scores all the points, I would probably lean towards the under as well.
1: (laughs) All right, next up we got Georgia, Tennessee. Bulldogs 25-point favorite is where it opened, and now they just kind of shaved it off a little bit. It's Georgia minus 24-and-a-half.
2: Tennessee is the most underrated team in college football as far as talent is concerned. They have a ton of it. They got two five-star offensive linemen. Uh, They've got good tight ends, good receivers, good running backs, uh, and a terrible quarterback. But uh, look, uh, last time out two weeks ago in Swamp, Tennessee, uh, they once again, it's their calling card, just mistake after mistake after mistake. If they don't make the mistakes, uh, this is one of the most incorrect, glaringly incorrect lines that I've seen this season. Um, it's not a situation where it's like Ohio State versus Nebraska uh, last week. Um, I almost wonder if Georgia should be on upset alert here. I don't, maybe I'm, I'm probably no. going too far there. Uh, but uh, look, the Georgia defense is good. Uh, I'm not sure that it's a Georgia defense that's better than the Gator team. Mm-hmm. That uh, Tennessee played uh, last week. Uh, George has played uh, an underratedly weak schedule. Um, you know, they played Notre Dame with Book at the helm. Uh, let's see. I- I'm going with Tennessee plus these points. It's way too many, it's the lock of the century. Okay. Put me down for Tennessee.
1: You don't hear him talk like this very often. I'm I'm impressed.
2: I'm almost starting
3: to think his mom and dad are related. Like, were you born in Tennessee? What 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 is going on here? They they might have talent, but you can't ignore the fact that they suck. They just absolutely suck. They lost a Georgia State. They lost a BYU, who's not terrible. Um, and then they got bitch slapped by the Florida Gators. Like, I just I'm not even getting where you're coming from here. Georgia has. Jake from State From, uh, th- he's completing 76% of his passes with no interceptions. Georgia's defense has not given up more than 17 points all season in any game. I'll agree that the line seems a little heavy. 25 seems a little heavy, but is not on upset alert. Um, I'm off this game because of that line, but Georgia still should win this game comfortably.
1: Public and money are both on Georgia, so the line is not moving the right direction. It's getting better for them, worse for Tennessee. This is a little trappy. Earns bold statements. has won me over, man. I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna bet Tennessee plus the points here. And
2: yeah, uh, good good move, Arch. Hey, all right. this is uh, one, one more thing. Georgia is a low possession team. Uh, they they take a snap about every thirty five seconds. Okay. They didn't even get a 24-point. They got the cover against Vanderbilt. It wasn't by 24 points in the opening game of the season. So if they're not beating Vanderbilt by 24, unless Tennessee just makes uh, all those mistakes, which I think are already factored into the line, uh, this is too many points.
3: Yeah, Panther. I'm a little dismissive about week one games. You know, they, they don't get a preseason like the NFL get their rhythm. So I'm, I'm a little dismissive about that Vanderbilt game. They, they've been clicking pretty good, um, at least up until that Notre Dame game, but who showed up with their 120th ranked defense. Looks pretty damn good. But they, I, I don't know. if Tennessee, would I would consider myself shocked because I just don't think they're very good.
1: Okay. Okay, plus he's going to hang himself if, if uh, Tennessee were able to beat Georgia and the Irish couldn't,
2: I think. Right, it wouldn't look good for the Irish.
1: No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, from one trap to another, Oklahoma at Kansas. Sooners opened up as a 35-point favorite, and now they are a 32-point favorite when they go to Lawrence, and but probably Adidas Stadium now. So,
2: I, I'm leaning Jayhawks. I don't know why, but I'm leaning Jayhawks there we go
3: why 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 is this a trap why i don't I, I was, is kansas getting that much love from beating the shit out of boston college like i i don't i don't get it it's their only real win i'm not giving any credit for that first quote-unquote win um they've played nobody and even lost to a pathetic West Virginia team. Oklahoma, look, I get it. Less miles, right? Kansas, he's going to revamp. Not yet. He don't have the talent yet. Oklahoma is going to steamroll here. I'll take the Sooners.
1: You going to bet him? Yeah. Okay, okay. So the public and the money are both solidly on Oklahoma, and the line has gotten three points better for them. So it's getting three points worse for Kansas. So this is definitely a trap game. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to take Kansas minus or plus the points, excuse me, but I'm going to lean them right now. It's going to lean them. Uh, and I listened to you two just throw Oklahoma under the bus, is how they're overrated. They're not going to win the Big 12. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. Kansas isn't
3: Texas or Oklahoma State. They're freaking Kansas.
1: We'll see. We'll see. All right. So the, the total open at 67. You know, I'm going to bet Kansas. Fuck it. I'll bet them. If the total open is 67. It's 67 and a half now, so it's trending over with the public on the over, the money on the under. Very interesting.
2: Yeah, I think Kansas is going to tackle a lot better than Texas Tech tackled last time out. So, Very cool. Would we'll not be surprised to see it go under. All right.
1: We're going to keep the Big 12 show rolling. <laughs> TCU, Iowa State. It opened up with TCU plus three, Cyclones minus three, and now it is three and a half.
2: Yeah, Iowa State played a pretty decent defense in the Baylor defense last week. Uh, TCO uh 3 and 1 uh lost to 5 and 0 cross town rival SMU. Um maybe some weather pushing this total down. I'm not a big weather guy, but uh I think maybe that's what's going on with this total. Um I was uh, initially leaning kind of under in this game, but uh, Look, uh, offensively, uh, Iowa State's really missing the big-time running back uh, Montgomery that they had and the big-time receiver that they had last year. Um, They are getting back their center uh, this game, but it looks like Daquan Bailey uh, for Iowa State is going to be out. Uh, He's going to go down as their all-time set leader at Iowa State. Uh, With that being said, too many points, so I'm taking TCU. TCU. Three I'm seeing it out there.
1: Yep, 3.5. You betting them? That's not a lean, is it?
2: Yes, betting TCU.
1: This has got to be
2: a trap.
3: I, I can't even make any sense out of this. Iowa State hasn't beaten anybody with a name. You know, they played Iowa close. They played Baylor close, but close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. And then they beat Louisiana Monroe and Northern Iowa in three overtimes. Like, I don't even get how Iowa State is even favored here. Um, you know, TCU's only losses to nobody's even talking about them. But undefeated five and zero Southern Methodists, like like Ernest said, and then all their other games, granted a bunch of nobodies. All due respect to the Jayhawks, but they foot stomped them like you're supposed to. Not only will I take TCU. I will money line
1: and take that plus 140 on the Horn Frogs. Wow. Okay. Oh. Public and money are both on uh, Iowa State. Lines moving the right direction. I don't really have a great feel for this, but so I'm going to I'm going to sit this one out. I don't have a, a side. The total like earns hinted at, opened at 48, it's 43 and a half now. Just plummeted down. Everybody's on the under. You still feel confident like 43 and a half earns under?
2: Well, I you know, there's there's some weather I think, uh, but I look Jaquan Bailey being out is gonna hurt the Iowa State defense and then uh, Iowa State's getting their center back. So I got some conflicting information, so I'll stay off that total now. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. We're rounding the bend. We're almost done. Vanderbilt Old Miss. It opened up with Old Miss minus seven and a half, Vandy plus seven and a half, and now it is seven even.
2: Ole Miss going to get it together with the new quarterback, and they're going to roll against Vanderbilt at home. Oh, is that a bet? Yes. Boom. Panther?
3: Didn't even look at this game. Still not looking at this game, so I'm off.
1: It's a weird one. Uh, the public and the money are both on Ole Miss. It's gotten a half point better for them, half point worse for Vandy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, earns. Uh, you might be right, but it worries me that it's getting better for you guys with the public and the money on them. So I'm going to sit this one out. I don't want another UNLV situation on my hands like last week. Oh my god. Man, about
2: that one? <laughs> yeah. The,
1: the total in this one opened at 58. It's 63 and a half now, trending over with public and money both on the over. I
2: uh, would have liked to, like to get on the initial uh, over there, but Now I'll
1: have to stay off. Okay. All right. We're going to skip that one. And we're going to Auburn, Florida. It opened up in the always fun two and a half. Auburn minus two and a half. Florida plus two and a half. And that's where it's at right now.
3: Yeah, this one. Look, Auburn. Yeah, dare I say Auburn's for real. OK, they they've probably played one of the toughest schedules, uh, at least with the, the ranked teams that they played. Um, they, they beat Oregon to start the season. They went into College Station and beat Texas A&M and they've foot stomped everybody else. The lesser opponents, you know, like you're supposed to. Florida is relatively unchallenged um, and they, they struggled at Kentucky. Um, they beat Dr. Ernst's, you know, Tennessee team that he loves so much. Um, And then, you know, a couple of scrubs, the two and a half, I got to be honest, the two and a half almost feels like a trap. That number just seems really low. I I think Auburn should probably be closer to a touchdown. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe it's just because I don't know enough about Florida because they haven't played anybody, but I'm a believer in Auburn. I like Gus Malzahn. Uh, I like what they've done so far. I will take Auburn here.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be in the swamp. Uh, Auburn's still got that freshman QB that I pretty much say every uh, every time we talk about Auburn. And uh, Florida defense that's pretty good, and they're a team that can get turnovers. And if Auburn turns it over, that's going to be their Achilles heel. Uh, if Auburn plays clean, uh, if, I, if Auburn doesn't turn to fall over, I think they win by 7-10. to 10. If they turn it over once, you know, covering the spread gets kind of iffy, but I think they win if they turn it over twice. Uh, that's going to be a tough thing. So we'll see. Auburn's put the ball on the grounds. And uh, gosh, I don't know. This one's close. So rooting for it Auburn. Is- but but I got to stay <laughs> stay off it here. Or I would lean towards Auburn. No? The
1: public and money are both on Auburn. The, the line, as I said, has not moved yet. It's still two and a half. So that's always scary. In the NFL, two and a half is always a trap game. Always, always, always. College football, not so much, but I'm going to lean Florida here. I'm going to lean Florida plus the points. I'm not going to bet them, though. I just don't I don't have it. Uh, the total opened up at 46 and a half. It's 48 and a half now with the public and the money on the under. So it's trending over with those guys on the under.
2: Surprised it's trending over. Um, I would have thought under in this game. Yeah. So,
1: so this is all yeah. kinds of – this is smells. This is all kinds of trappy. I wouldn't really bet this game. I'll I'll lean lean here, but yeah, it's scary. All right. Next up, we got Michigan State, Panthers boys at Ohio State. Michigan State opened up as a 20-point favorite, or excuse me, 20-point dog, sorry, and Ohio State's a 20-point favorite, and that's where it's at now, 20.
3: I have no idea why Michigan State is my team, because they're not. You were so Uh, high
1: on them week one, I remember. You said (laughs) –
3: Well, yeah, well, then they shit the bed against Arizona State, and I kind of wrote them off. Um, You know, they they righted the ship uh, against, you know, Northwestern and Indiana, which they should against Northwestern and Indiana. But I don't know how many more opponents Ohio State has to take out to the woodshed and just beat the living crap out of before we start putting them up there with, you know, Alabama and Clemson. Um, This team is for real. They have got uh, the two-headed monster with Fields and Dobbins. I mean, the, these guys – listen to this. He's 75% completion rate, 1,100 yards, 16 touchdowns, no picks. You damn near throw picks in scrimmage. He's thrown no picks in five games. I, 20 just seems like such a big number, and I've, I've got a great respect – um, you know, from Michigan State and, and that program and the defense that they bring to the table. But I I just I can't see how they compete here. Um, I'm going to lay those points, and I'm going to take the Buckeyes in a route.
2: Yeah, I think some sharps are kind of starting to get to that position where they want to come in against the Buckeyes. And, uh, look, the Buckeyes have gotten this uh, – this um, whatever. Uh, there's many saying now that Ohio State is the best team in the country. Um, they've got it now. So I think uh, Ohio State, it, you pay too big of a price coming in Ohio State at this point in time. Um, Michigan State's got a good defense. We all know that. This was a, close, a, a closer game last year than the final score indicated. I think it was very close through three quarters. Uh, I'm gonna lean Michigan State, uh, laying the points here. I think it's a little bit too many. I think it's, it's about four, three or four points too many.
1: Yeah, I think you're probably right. <clears throat> as the public and money are both on Ohio State, the lines not moving always scares me. No line movements just as scary as moving in the wrong way. I'm gonna lean Michigan State here and keep an eye on it. If it if it gets worse for Ohio State, I'll feel I'll feel okay about not betting this game. But if it somehow gets worse for Michigan State, I might jump on them. I think the big
3: question here is, This is Ohio State's defense as good? You know, they've been relatively unchallenged. Nebraska's the toughest team that they've played. Um, so the, the big question becomes, can Michigan State score? Can they get 14, 20 points? If so, then maybe maybe they do cover. But, I mean, I think Ohio State puts up 40. Just And in, in Michigan State has a great defense, but Ohio State's offense is just that good.
2: Hmm. The total is yeah, open me, to 50. I'm sorry, go ahead. Give me Michigan State in this one. It's too many points. I'll take it as a bet. Oh. The total open at
1: 50. It's 49 and a half now with the public and the money both on the over. So it is trending under.
3: So. I definitely like the over. It's scary. Yeah, I'll stay
2: off of that one.
1: That's a scary, that's some scary line movement. All right, last up, we've got Bowling Green going to South Bend, Indiana. Bowling Green opened up as a 45-point underdog to the Irish, and now it is Irish minus 46.
3: This, okay, this is not typical of Notre Dame, but I think they're getting into the paying people to come in and get their ass kicked like a lot of other schools do uh keeping money local you know helps Bowling Green helps I think last year they did Miami of Ohio so they have picked up on this thing where they're starting to play some max schools I'm not a big fan of it but as long as they keep playing the likes of Georgia and Ohio State and and some of the team Texas and some of the teams they've got on their schedule in the future I, I guess you know you you play Georgia and you come back and you you get Virginia and you get a, a what should be a, a cakewalk game. Uh, originally, you know, I'm not a big fan. You pay attention to last year and, and this year. I'm not a big fan of Notre Dame and these huge, huge point spreads. But the reality is, Bowling Green sucks. I mean, they're they lost fifty two to nothing to Kansas State. They lost sixty two to twenty to Kent state, like this, this team is really bad. So in taking Notre Dame minus 45 and a half, I'm even showing 46. It really isn't a whole lot of, man, I, I think Notre it's, it's going to be a lot like that New Mexico game. I, I really didn't think Notre Dame would do it. Their opponent is just that bad. I think the, the Bowling green Falcons here are that bad that I will take the Irish and lay those 45 and a half points.
2: 45 and a half is that the number we're at 46
1: i, I got 46, 46 even right now
2: i'm seeing 46 and a half across the board at, uh, so i would say for me that's that's a little bit high i'm gonna lean uh coming in on bowling green here um because like sex panther said i don't i don't really like notre dame in those really high point spreads
1: you don't do you like notre dame period
2: no, sometimes. I, I do sometimes. I, okay. I, I, I had a bet on Notre Dame against Georgia. There we go. He would, like, he would like Notre Dame a little more if it wasn't my team.
1: Well, I'd like okay. Notre Dame a lot more if it wasn't Ian Book under center. Yeah, let's just call it like it is. Uh, Yeah, the public is on Bowling Green. The money's on the Irish. So the line's moving in the right direction. Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm taking the over here. I'm taking the over. I just, I just need to come up with 15, 15, 15 and a half points. Let's do it. Let's take the over, over 61 and
2: a half. Here we
3: go. I mean, look, if Bowling Green scores, if Bowling Green scores at all, one or two, especially one or two touchdowns, then I think that's definitely an over.
2: Yeah,
1: and I think they will. All right, Irish don't want to just massacre them for four quarters, do they?
3: Well, they'll probably massacre them the first half and then take the foot off the gas, and the over probably
1: will come into play, honestly. That's what, that's what we count on in these massive spreads, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, Brian yeah. Kelly is kind of a dickhead. He might want to massacre them for four quarters. Well,
3: look, but that right. Georgia loss, they're, they're, they've got to destroy these kind of teams because the schedule's not doing Notre Dame any favors. This, this can't be anywhere even close to being a close game. They've got to kill them.
2: Hi. I don't know about the over here, and I don't know about the Irish in this game. But okay. I will say one thing about Notre Dame. They're the best at getting sack fumble touchdowns.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's let's bank on that a few times. Yeah, a couple offensive I scores. They, and...
2: I think they were bailed out by, what, maybe three of those. In fact, I think they scored four or five times.
1: What, are you just yelling at your phone across the room?
3: Yeah, get off speakerphone. What are you doing? professional podcast going on yeah they did the the defense saved them against virginia last week that that's without a shadow of a doubt ian book and that offense need this kind of opponent because they have not looked good you know, that Georgia game was all about that defense. The Virginia game, the defense saved them. They they need to, to find their rhythm on offense. And that offensive line just continues to struggle. They can't get out of their own damn way with just stupid false starts and holding and blocking downfield. It continued against Virginia, and I hate it. This is not what an offensive line in Notre Dame does. So I'm really frustrated with that offensive line. They, they need – this isn't about whether or not, you know, the, the win or the score. It's it's gotta be how they perform. Are they efficient? Um, and are they fundamentally sound? That's what I'm looking for in this game.
1: All right. Fair enough. Let's that's it. We banged through all of our college football picks and we did it on under ninety minutes.
2: <laughs> Great job, guys. Great job
1: yeah fantastic work yeah man so uh, you know if you're you know thank you for downloading you know subscribe to us wherever you got this podcast um, you know wherever on Libsyn if you got us on iTunes hit that subscribe button and keep it coming because you know it's I think we can get longer I think we can get longer next week I think we can go for a full two hours
2: next week (laughs) every new subscriber adds five minutes to the podcast so keep them coming
1: that's it that's it all right everybody panther why don't you take us home
3: oh man time to take us home yeah hey listen if you guys listen to this full 90 minutes thank you thank you so much this is this is the sport that i and and doc earns we're really passionate about we love college football and plus there's a shit ton of games so we even trimmed it down to you know the games that we got so thank you sincerely for for taking the time to listen jump on discord and tell us what you think what you're doing Uh, with these games, if you played the Thursday night games, if you're playing the Friday night games, definitely what you're doing Saturday. Let us know what you're doing, how you did last week. And I hope that when it's all said and done, we all can say, we made some money, fools.
0: Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents, especially if you follow Sex Panther's Picks.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McKrispie Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.